Good morning. This is the Two Peas on a Pod podcast coming at you again on this morning. Hope everybody's doing well. And uh, we are so happy to come to you. And today on Why Holiness, got my brother-in-law, Zachary Cordell, right here. The question is, and you can go however you want to go from here, why do we teach, preach, live, and back holy living? Well, um, I think the most simple answer is, first of all, and foremost, is because it is what God requires to enter into heaven. Holiness is not our standard. It's not our idea. It's not any man's idea, but it is God's plan. Holiness is from God. And so that would be Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Follow peace with all men. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. Got to take that first part in too. Follow peace with all men and holiness without no man shall see the Lord. That's right. We got to have holiness. And, uh, you know, you can ask what is holiness and um, and, and all that. Um and I know that God only requires people to live what they know. And and so in saying that, you know, I, I know that um, God is, is the final judge and um, God does what he wants to. But we teach and preach holiness not because of something um, that somebody has said, not because we're followers of men. And a lot of times that's, that's uh, something people say. You know, they'll say that's legalism. Um, or, or you're just doing that because somebody said to. But holiness is certainly from the Bible. And the Bible, uh, Brother Bill Houston, I like what he said one time. He said the whole Bible um, is against it. You know, he was just talking about things, I guess. He said the whole Bible, he said right on the front cover, he said the front cover says Holy Bible. And uh, the whole Bible is for holiness. We live holiness, like I said, first and foremost, because it is what God requires to enter into heaven. And we live it because of our testimony as well. It's very important to have a, a life that people can see from the outside that lets them know that you are different. I'm going to give it to Austin right here in just a second. But First Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7 says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And many people use this scripture as an excuse not to live holy. Yeah, they do. They'll use that and say, well, God looks on the heart. I mean, how, how many times oh my have you heard that? You just hear it so much you want to go, ah! Yeah. And so God looks on the heart. Man man looks on the outward appearance, God but God looks on, my heart. looks on the heart. And so they use it as, as an excuse to get away from holiness, but it actually shows us exactly why we should live holy. Exactly. Because God does look on the outside, but man looks on, or God does look on the inside rather, I'm sorry, but man looks on the outside appearance. You know, I cannot see your heart, but I can see what's on the outside. I can see, uh, you know, how you live, how you walk, how you talk, how you portray yourself, how you carry yourself. It's important to live holy because we have a testimony, and that testimony is this, that we are a Christian. You know, um, you know, holiness only pertains to those professing godliness. Um, it only pertains to people who are saved. You know, somebody that's not saved is not going to be interested in this, and it's not really going to pertain to that individual, somebody that is not saved, because it's not important for them. 
um, to to carry their testimony. But if you are a Christian, if you're professing godliness, if you're uh, uh, professing to be a, a a child of God, then holiness should be very important to you because a man can only see the outside. We cannot see the inside, but we can look on the outside of us. And that outside should point to God. That's right. You should know, you know, the Bible talks about you'll know them by their fruits. You, you look at somebody, you should know if they're a Christian. You should know if they're holiness. Yes, you're not going to walk around the mall and just say, oh, they're holiness, they're not holiness. You, you necessarily might not be able to do that. It's easier for women, harder for men. But you give me 24 hours, 48 hours with them on the job, I'll tell you if they're a Christian or not. Right. Matthew five sixteen said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And that's the key right there, to let them see God in me. Uh, one, one man said, we're like the nail that a picture hangs on. We're to be that nail to portray Christ to all the world. Yes, that's good. Second Corinthians 3 and 2 says, Ye are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. A lot of times, we're the only Bible that people will ever read. Exactly. And we've got to live up to the standard of the Bible. Well, people often say, why, why do you live holiness? You know, you wouldn't live that way if you wasn't raised that way. Well, 1 Peter 1 and 15, this is some of my favorite scriptures right here. says, but as he which hath called you is holy, he, with hath, he which hath called you, talking about us, is mm-hmm. holy, so be ye holy in all manner of, manner of conversation, because it is written, listen to this right here, be ye holy, for I am holy. Yeah. God's standard of living is holiness. Yes, it is. If God is holy, that means anything connected to God must be holy. Right. His representatives must be holy. Holiness living is not God's suggestion, hey, do this if you want to. Yeah. It's a command of God. Let me ask you this. Would you buy an Android phone from somebody that uses an Apple phone? No, I would never buy an Android phone, period. <laughs> But go ahead. This is a debate we're going to have to put on the podcast one of these days. But uh, see if we can get something started. But the point is, no, you wouldn't do that. The salesman is going to back his product or he's going to be a terrible salesman. And if we call ourselves children of God, then that means we're going to have to strive to live holy right? like God is holy. If yeah. God is holy then you can't go around you know, living like the devil or looking like the world and expect people to see God in you. Right. For he which hath called you is holy. Yeah. Holiness is not a suggestion, and God is holy. The heaven is holy. Right. God's word. You already said it right on the front. Holy Bible. I love right. that. His word is holy. His name is holy. The yes. angels are holy. Prophets, they were holy. Yeah. God's Son, Jesus Christ, is holy. Now, this one's real profound. The Holy Ghost is holy. Right. We must be holy. Yes. You've got to have Jesus Christ. Right. If you're not saved, then the standards become irrelevant. Yeah. got to be saved. You must have it in your heart. You've got to want to be holy. You've got to want to live holy. You don't need to do it just to appease the preacher, just right. to, oh, I just want to do it so I don't get preached on. You've got to have a love for God. Yes. Jesus said in Matthew 23 and 26, he said, Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and the platter, and the out, that the outside 
of them may be clean also. So there, you know, you got to do first things first. First the inside and then the outside. That's what Jesus said. You know, God has called us to holiness. Um, we're called and commanded to live separate, to live sanctified, and outward standards is definitely a part of it. And we've got to have, you know, we've got to have that part. I believe it's a critical part to have the outward standard. Um, but we can fix the outside and the inside still be wrong if we're not careful. Right. We can have everything looking pretty. We can have it all right. But if the heart's not right, then there's a very, uh, there's a much deeper problem that needs fixed first. Um, I remember being in service one night with, um, there was, there was, several people there and there was no one there that really looked lost that i could see and i believe you was there that night as well and uh brother david miller a great friend of mine got up and uh he said i was on my way here it was a fellowship meeting he said i was on my way here and uh, god had gave him some stuff for somebody there and there was a girl in the crowd who was lost she was backslid and she got up and came to the altar, and she looked like everybody else. She had her skirt on. She had her long hair. Uh, she, had, she hadn't done anything yet, but she was backslid, and uh, she got up and come to the altar. And so it, it's not all in the outward standard. We know that. Um, but and, and we don't worship that standard. But we do not worship without one either. Because you know we, we cannot have only the standard, but we've got to have we've got to have the standard if we want to really please God. But really, the standard is secondary. Now that's not compromising. No, that's not worldly. No, Jesus is first. Right, He's first in all things. Right. Well, and, and you know that's what I was talking about there. First, the inside, then the outside. Jesus said. And there's a, there's a scripture that he gave in um, John 14 and 15. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now, here's the thing. If, if the heart gets right, then everything else will fall in place. If you really fall in love with God, then you'll do what he says. If you love God with all of your heart, if you love him with everything in you, then you're not going to have a problem keeping God's commandments because you love him so much, you'll want to do what he says. Right. I mean, if you really truly love the Lord, like you said, you're going to send under a pastor that's trying to preach to your holiness, and you're going to take it in like, Lord, help me to mark up. Help me to do better. Help me to put this off. You're not going to fight against it like, oh, that preacher just jumped all over my such and such. But Christians are called to be separate. Yes, from the world. Yeah, Second Corinthians six and seventeen. Wherefore come out? Yeah, don't you just love that? Come yes, I do. out from among them. Who is them? The yeah. world. Yep. Everybody that's not a Christian, come out from among them, and yeah. then be ye separate. Yes, saith the Lord. Yep. Paul, Paul, writing here in Second Corinthians, and I love. Listen to that. Be ye separate, saith Paul. No, no saith. The Lord, yeah, and touch not the unclean thing. What a powerful scripture, yeah. And then he said, I will receive you, yeah. So you asked at the beginning, Why holiness? Why do we live holiness? I tell you why we do, and it's right there at the end. And I will receive you. And then if you go on to verse 18, it said, I will receive you. Verse 18 then continues, And will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Wow. Why do I live holiness? Because I want God to be pleased with me. Right. And I want God, I want to be a son of God. I want to be, I want God to be a father 
father to me. You know, I wouldn't give you, um, you know, there, there's people that preach things that are outside the Bible, and I don't believe in that. No, I wouldn't give you ten cents for that. But I tell you what, I wouldn't give you, I wouldn't give you anything for that. But I wouldn't give you anything for a preacher that preaches under the Bible. Anything, you know, they'll they'll, they'll welcome anybody in. Come on in. They'll pat you on the back. I wouldn't give a nickel for that. But I tell you what, I would do. I'd give my eye teeth for a preacher to preach me the truth. If a preacher stands up, preaches the truth to me and to my family and tells me this is what it's going to take to get to heaven, this is how you become a child of God. If you do this, God will bless you. I tell you, I'd give I'd give my last dime for that if I had to because it's that important. It's important to make it to heaven. My, You know, your eternity hinges on it, the eternity of me, the eternity of my children and of my family. And I love that right there. He said, if you'll come out, I will receive you and I will be a father unto you. I live holiness. Why? Because I know that it works. I've seen it time again, time after time. I've seen God move and God bless when people live right. I've watched uh, preachers get up and preach it. And when we preach it, the Holy Ghost will fall and God will move. I tell you, it's it's a wonderful thing to live holiness. God approves of it. Yeah, and the scripture that comes to mind, and I'm I'm bad sometimes I mispronounce, but Deuteronomy chapter four, verse two says, And ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it. And again in Revelation, um, I believe it's chapter twenty two, it says practically the same thing. Don't take away from the word of God, but it also says don't add to. And so I don't want to be so quick to jump on to folks. Man, they, they don't believe the Word of God. They've taken this Scripture out. They don't believe in the Holy Ghost. They don't believe in a standard. Well, the Bible said it's just a wrong to add to the Word of God. You don't need to take away from it. You don't need to add to it. You need to stick to the Word. Right. You need to walk biblical. We need to walk the middle ground, biblical holiness. Right. And, you know, one thing that uh, we want to portray, that holiness is a good way. Uh, it's a happy way. It's a, if you have not heard Brother Randy Webb preach on holiness and happiness, you ought to go listen At to PFYC that. PFYC 2021. So you can look that up. You can go on the PFYC website and listen to Brother Randy Webb preach on that. Yeah. And uh, holiness is a good way. It's it's a it's a wonderful way to live. I love living holiness. I've been trying to teach that to my Sunday school class. Um, I've been in a, a series on holiness in my Sunday school. I teach the teenage Sunday school class at church and I, I want to portray to them you know i don't want to just um get up and say you can't you can't you can't all of that's part of it i mean i don't care to do that i enjoy yeah. preaching on holiness but it's a good way to live if you live holiness it'll pay off right. and uh, i'm an, i'm a witness to it i've lived it and god has blessed me i'm nothing or nobody i don't claim to uh, be anything at all but i tell you god has blessed me because i've tried to live right and i can look at all kinds of other people that god has blessed because they've lived right and when you do right god will bless you it's a good way and i tell you i would love to see just a revival of holiness among oh, yes. our holiness young people and that's really the point of doing this yes we can't talk to everybody but if we could just stir up the ashes yeah and one person's life that one person yeah. could stir up the ashes and maybe their family their yeah. spouse their church if one person just turn around and say you know what man i listen to that and i want some holiness this is what we need in this hour yes well you know the the lines are so blurred in our day 
Yeah. Whenever I was growing up, the lines weren't there were not blurred. It was black like they and are. white when I grew Everything up. Everything was black and white. Yeah. And uh, you you know people say, oh, you're just using that for an excuse, but I, I'm not using it for an excuse. It just it, that's the way it is. You know, when we was growing up. Um, they just preached on television, and that was that. You was yep. done with it. You didn't have to say no more about it. But now we have YouTube and social media and everything else, and the lines are blurred. Uh, you know, holiness has is a landmark. That that's one of the landmarks that that's been in our movement for years and years. And uh, you, you see some people getting farther and farther away from it. And I wish I would love just to see a revival of holiness amongst our our youth groups and our young people, and see our, our hearts turn to God. And I believe, um, you know, and I'm not saying not all people are not in you know a revival of holiness. I'm not saying that at all. But there's definitely some that has fell away. And uh, I'm not throwing off on anybody. I'm just saying it it happens. Yeah. And I believe if we would turn back to God and quit seeing how close we could live to the edge, right. quit seeing how close we can get to the edge, that God would He would He would pour out a blessing. It's being attacked. Like I'm not going to say the devil's not the devil because he always has been, but people are falling away and compromising more now than what I've seen in my last 30 years. And when you say the word holiness, the first thing somebody thinks of is my appearance. Mm-hmm. My appearance. But you must have the whole package of holiness or you're not truly holiness. But our beliefs are formed and our opinions are formed straight from Scripture. And uh, I want to say we don't, we're not ashamed to live holiness. You ought not to be ashamed no. um, to be different than the world. You might get made fun of. You might get ridiculed. But me and Zach, have, we worked at the same place for many years. He's still there. I'm not. Um, but them same people at the job, some that laughed and ridiculed and mocked, were the same people that came to me um, in, the con- in the room in the Connex by ourselves and said, hey, man, I, I really need prayer. Yeah. Because they knew I could pray. And it ain't a feather in my cap, but it, it, it could happen to you. It can happen to anybody. And I want to make mention here, there's a man we worked with. I'll, I'll name him, leave him nameless. He, he mocked us, didn't he? He laughed at us. He didn't want nothing to do with us. We's crazy. We's crazy. And that same boy is our age, and he wrapped his truck around a tree drunk, and he's in hell right now. Yeah, I tell you, it's, it's sad um, to see people reject the gospel. But I want to go back to what you said real quick. Sorry, about, I talked a lot right there. Oh, that's all right. I want to go back <laughs> to what you said um, about not being ashamed to be holiness. Um, if there's any young people that are listening to this, then you know, don't ever be ashamed to be holiness. No. Don't ever be ashamed. Um, you know, I know the young ladies get it more because it's easier maybe to tell um, in our day and age with the skirts and the hair. But don't ever be ashamed of that. And don't ever let people uh, belittle you or talk down to you because of it. Um, you are know, you are a peculiar people. That's what the Bible said. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. And uh, like his, like Austin said, you know, we're going to talk about holiness issues because we are. Uh, this is a holiness podcast. We're, we're holiness. We believe it to our core. It's not just something we do, but it's who we are. And uh, you know, you can live it. You can make it. And it it'll bless your life. It'll turn your whole life around. It'll be the yes. best thing you ever done if you mark up the to the Word of God and live the Bible, it'll be the best thing you've ever done. I can promise you that. That's exactly right. And we're going to wrap this up. Um, Tell the ne- you the best thing I ever did do. Oh, that's right. Took off the old coat, put I on the new. I heard that song. 
today. I think it was today, <laughs> and I thought about this. That's exactly yeah. right. Boy, that will just make you want to shout right there. And holiness is power. Yes, it is. And, uh, wow, we could just go on forever. But And as we end, I want to say this. God backs holiness. Yes, he does. The devil backs compromise. Yep. Certain churches are compromising all over the country and denominations and everything. I'm not just talking about holiness. I'm talking about all over. We got denominations that used to have what we have right now. Yep. Denominations that used to back holiness, used to preach the Holy Ghost, used to have Holy Ghost-filled people, used to have the gifts of the Spirit active in the church. Boy, they don't now. They do not now. Huge crowds, no standard of holy living. Anything goes. Why? Because the devil don't fight them. Right. They're out of the Bible. The, the devil don't fight them, but the devil's going to fight holiness living. You might find you a good holiness church with 10, 10 folks. The devil's fought that church. Yep. He has fought that church because they believe the Bible. And the world is supposed to see God in us. And I loved what one man said. I'm going to tell you what he said, and I'm getting off here. He said, I don't want just a form of godliness. I don't want fake power, but I want the real power of God, the anointing right. to walk. Yeah. You don't have to be a preacher to be anointed. You can play the bass and the drums and sing and testify yeah. and be an anything in life. You want to be anointed, anointed to walk in life. And I'm a preacher. He's a preacher. We want to be anointed. Yeah. If you're going to preach, you need to be anointed. <laughs> Better be. If you don't, then you probably ought to sit down because you're not going to get much done because it's not you, it's God. And the power that only comes from a sanctified life, you got to pay the price. And if you'll pay the price... You can experience the power of God. Yes. Join us next Tuesday. In this race of life I've run, the Lord says to me, my child, well done. There will be no regrets for me, I